0: (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. Ladies! Thank
1: you you for having me. (laughs)
0: There's barbecue over there. There is barbecue. I am missing
1: the food for this, just just Uh, saying.
0: You know, they overprepared, I will tell you.
1: I'm going to hold you to it.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Drop at DFT. You've got the Ted Lasso wrap party happening live here at The Barbecue, featuring Arthur Bryan's barbecue sauce and everything.
1: Look at that right there. You know, this right here is some of the best barbecue sauce in Kansas City, which makes it some of the best barbecue sauce in the world. Oh, yes.
0: You have editor AJ Cataline, Emmy Award winner, oh. and Chris Hamilton, online editor for Ted Lasso. So AJ, nice. I feel like folks, sure, thankfully, because of the gift that you and Mel have and mm-hmm. use on this show, People are ever more familiar with the the absolute intrinsic art of editorial. Absolutely. You, sir, <laughs> have the cut that I refer back to all the time during the dartboard scene. Oh, yes. When Ted says, every Sunday afternoon from the age of nine until my father passed away at age 16, mm-hmm. and it cuts to Rebecca. Absolutely. Those little moments, those mm-hmm. flourishes, if you will, have introduced at this point, millions of people to the yeah. art and craft of editorial. Oh, Bravo. Sure.
2: Thank you so much. And, uh, Absolutely. That was a special cut.
0: <laughs> that, I mean, every time. Every, do you know how many times you've made me cry?
2: Oh, thank you so much. I cried. You know how many times I cry editing the show?
0: Every I mean, single a, time. A, yeah. And so, yeah. Chris, online editorial is actually one of my favorite parts of post-production. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Most people have no idea how technical your craft is. And the amount of layers that you're responsible for handling. So, AJ, you go through this whole world of even cutting in Mm previs, working with empty plates, Mm -hmm. everything that was filmed. And you have to make decisions on the what ifs. Mm -hmm. And then you, Chris, have to follow what what came to be. That is so many files. It is overwhelming.
1: Yeah, it's... It it can be overwhelming, but it's the way I look at it is sort of assembling a jigsaw puzzle, if you will, and I'm kind of the eyes to assemble what the editors have visualized and, and the pre-vis and the visual effects artists and the visual effects coordinators and, and the actors and all these things, and it's like taking all these pieces and putting it together and being that finishing editor and saying here's the final color and all the visual effects and the performances and the lovely cuts that the editors have have envisioned and perform and utilizing the performances and then executing that it's it's kind of an honor honestly to be the one of the last ones to kind of go here you go here's the finished product and this is what people are going to view
0: you're the Idris Elba you're the gatekeeper
1: (laughs) I am sort of the gatekeeper of the whole thing because it comes it kind of comes as a as a mess frankly and then you piece it all together thanks to a million people's hard work and you're the last one to kind of stitch it together and go wow that somehow became this coherent co- cohesive thing that people seem to adore and love and it's sort of again it's really a blessing and an honor i don't take it for granted whatsoever but yeah you're kind of the gatekeeper and you're like oh wow now that's this beautifully colored shot visually effects driven uh, well acted thing and you're like oh wow This chaos became this magical thing. So
0: holy cow, like you said, it's kind of a mess. Literally, when we teach new people the whole post-production workflow, Mm -hmm. every single time I hand people a messy stack of papers, literally from like 8x10 and legal down to post-its, and I'm like, sort all of that. (laughs) But dailies, I, I don't know how you cull through all of this, AJ, because you guys shot, I think, nine cameras this season.
2: Uh, I mean, in in yes, in the football scenes, yes, absolutely. A long
3: ball from the Dutchman. Tart is there.
0: Is this the moment for Richmond? It's a penalty.
2: We have assistant editors who do an amazing organizational job. So we. The way you see it probably coming in, is you see all the, the dailies come in as they shot it yeah. in order. But we have assistant editors who go through and organize it uh, using what we call Avid Script Sync, and they they sync it up to the line so we can uh, analyze all the, the best takes and the best performance. Well, uh, so
0: can you tell me a little bit about the relationship between editor and online editor? Help. good
2: question I mean I will say that uh, Caitlin Hollenbeck our, our uh, associate producers here tonight is always started me
0: as post supervisor get it's, it Caitlin. It's
2: a, it's, a, it's a show about mentorship we, we everyone gets kind of upgraded on the these shows uh, which is great you know in fact even uh, Alex my assistant editor uh, got an additional editor credit this year on episode Alex. 10 so, so we love supporting you know people and recognizing their, their what they bring to the show but um, you're talking about uh, online relationship. Uh, Caitlin would always say in our meetings, like, you know, because I would give a note, like, oh, are going to be able to fix that? She's like, don't worry. Online's got it. They got it. They'll fix it. So, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. How many notes do you get of blow this up, <laughs> zoom this in?
2: Well, actually, a lot of those, you'd be surprised. Jason is giving us those notes in offline. You know, we're always, like, zooming in on shots and things like that. And he'll notice it. Like, sometimes, you know, there's a million files and a million effects, and sometimes it won't come through in the cut. And he's like, I thought we zoomed in there. He's like, He's got eagle eyes, Jason. Like, he notices so much and it's our job as editors to keep track of all that, but um, but yeah, it's just I'm just so excited that the, the season really came together and it's just resonating out there with everyone and it just looks so amazingly beautiful and there's so many visual effects that are hidden.
0: Can we talk about 212? Can we talk about how that wasn't even a stadium? I mean, so again, we get to do the VFX. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not yeah. Selhurst, that is all Barnstorm, yeah. praise be, yeah. you met Rodney, yeah. I might pull in a few other Barnstorm folks yeah. who are here tonight, yeah. but that episode 212, yeah. editor AJ Cataline <laughs> over <laughs> yeah. here, yeah. but that was not a stadium, and we actually got to tackle that, and yeah, that was like a weekend pickup.
2: You're referring to, uh, West Ham, yes, uh, the very, and I think I can spoil it now, because it's been seen, but, uh, uh, the very last shot is in West Ham Stadium, where Nate is, uh, reveals that he's now coaching West Ham and uh, the the line in the script says uh, and Nate approaches camera and uh, the light goes out in his eyes that's all it said and so Jason was very specific about that and coincidentally it's the same uh, shot as the opening season two opens with the exact same framing that was season one as well Rebecca same, yeah, and Rebecca, Rebecca. So, yeah Rebecca to Rebecca season one the bookends are Nate to Nate and that shot was really specific and when it was shot, it was a shot out at the practice field at um, where we shoot, uh, well, basically it was shot where where you see Richmond practice.
0: That's so exciting. And
2: so it was there, and we never thought, like, how are we going to make this look like a different place? And it was entirely created in visual effects. And I do remember the day they said we're going to go pick up West Ham, and they, they gave you the plate for that, and it looks absolutely incredible.
0: Chris, how do you, <laughs> I, I, I literally, even though, you know, I have two amazing... Uh, online editors that thankfully they let me sit with them, pick their brains but the volume of files that you then go in with, I mean there's so much music in this show mm-hmm. there are so many VFX that you would have no idea are VFX, oh, yeah. can I ask how long does it take usually to assemble one episode?
1: I will say I have to give a lot of the credit to Caitlin Hollenbeck and Brooke Davis for and, and Kip Uh, Kroger for just being super organized and making my job that much easier because there's no way to your point It's a ludicrous amount of visual effects audio stems um, Just assembling the just the just the initial cut, you know Um, It's really really a team of people. Uh, I may be sitting in the chair, but without them I mean without offline and all the AEs. I mean the people grouping the clips and I mean I'm kind of getting away from the point, but there's so many people that I just want to give credit to. That It's dozens and dozens of people. Um, to manage the visual effects and assemble the show, to put it together, It's actually you can actually assemble a show relatively quickly, believe it or not. Um, but to polish a show, several weeks probably, um, yeah. honestly, just to put a show together.
0: Which, I mean, not to take away, that is a bit of a luxury. Some of these shows are rushed to air, but...
1: Oh, my God, yes. There's,
0: (laughs) you know, and AJ, maybe maybe you know more about this, but there's a huge blessing in having people like Bill and Jason who Mm -hmm. really, truly, as showrunners, Mm -hmm. like, showrunner, creator of this show, really fight for these characters. Absolutely. That every detail, every nuance, like, I don't think... You know, just in my own experience on the on the vendor side of things, you don't always get that.
2: No, yeah. Well, they do fight for the characters because the sh- the shows are we're taking our sweet our time with the shows, taking our time with the moments. I mean, we're a half an hour comedy that's you know the last episode was what forty nine minutes, so that shows how much time they want us to uh, let the story land with the audience, and the audience loves it. I didn't hear a single comment from any viewers out there that they wanted the show shorter, that it was too long. In fact, so you were getting kind of two episodes of one. Like, um, if you have a show that's 48 minutes, then that's kind of like two episodes of a half an hour comedy. So.
0: Yeah. I so. mean, you would get 44 minutes with all that, the commercial breaks exactly, and whatnot. Yeah, so. And can I tell you a little yeah. fun fact that I when noticed in planning the shindig? Yeah. Did you know that Ted Lasso Blue is the same blue as the iPhone messages, the Apple messages? No the, way. I, not so not the, that one. Not that's Richmond, Richmond Blue. blue. Uh, yeah. That's oh, right. But if you're looking at your text messages oh. on your screen, the blue is Ted Lasso's no blue. No way! Whoa. I mean That is
2: a secret Apple conspiracy right there.
0: That, well, and okay. So AJ, here's another yeah. thing that kind of also goes into like I, the, I bless you, the file, the amount. So and same thing, bless you, AJ. Thank you. Bless you, you Nancy,
2: for putting this together.
0: But you Amazing. do so much of the soccer work. You do. Mm-hmm. So many of your episodes have been on the pitch.
2: I know. How did that work out? How did Mel not get all the games? But,
0: I mean, honestly, AJ, you're working with previs. So even before a single frame is shot, you're already being able to to look at what you still need to get. And then you sit down with the dailies and the previs and Mm -hmm. blank plates. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. Like, (laughs) animation even. And... Stop motion, like everything was kind of thrown at you guys this year. It's mixed media. How do you digest it from the script through to what you start getting trickled in?
2: Mm. Well, uh, you know, it's definitely a, a process. I mean, you know, we read the the scripts. Obviously, the story is so there, and I'm just enthralled by the scripts. I'm always calling up uh, Melissa and be like, oh my God, are you reading what I'm reading? Like, I can't believe what is happening to Nate. And it's so we we feel it there. And then when you see it in um, the way it's shot, and, and one of our directors, Declan Lowney, is here tonight too. And you just oh, see, I can't wait to
0: yeah, meet Declan! Yeah, you probably have to steal
2: Declan. But, you know, we see what they do to get these shots. So they bring it to a second uh, layer. So they say editing is is really rewriting. They You know, you write a script, and then you rewrite it on the set, and then you rewrite it again in, in post and um, it's a process and I think you know we uh, are trusted to uh, experiment you know Mel and I experiment a lot with music and, uh, and in some cases especially in the case of 212 it was a little rushed the way it was they were getting that episode ready so there were a couple things that the script wasn't clear about like how like there's a montage in 212 that goes on the start of game day and we didn't necessarily know the order so uh, me and Alex and even Declan, who directed that episode, we were trying things in different order. But the, the, what's beautiful about it is that our producers give us the, the freedom to explore and to, to lay it all out. But yes, uh, for those, I know it's been said before on your podcast, but I'll say it again, none of Ted Lasso's shot in the stadium. Uh, none is a shot before a crowd. It's all shot on green screen, all in different places. All that crowd is added, and we have new crowd shots this year where you see the crowd in the foreground. So uh, the visual effects teams, uh, you know, Digital Film Tree and Barnstorm just did an amazing job to, like, bring all that together from well, green screen and make it feel like you're watching a, a match in a, in a real stadium. So I, that's congratulations. Huge. Well, yeah. No, congratulations. No, you. I mean, no.
0: we're not sitting on Emmys over <laughs> here, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the but, Emmy was a joy. To be nominated for an Emmy was something I never thought would happen to me. And then when they called my name to say that I won it, you know, the blood just... <laughs> drains from your uh, from your face, and and I said the Mel like uh, Brendan Hunt introduced our category, so mm-hmm. he showed up like standing at our table. He's like, "Hi guys." And well, he just, and
0: for the Eddie you know, Award, same thing. You had Brendan and and, and Brett.
2: Brett, yes. Roy Cannon and how beautiful. Beard. And Mel and I both got a, a sort of a statue this exactly. year. Uh, so it really feels like it. It kind of evened out and all well and out. Y- But super thrilled and super excited. And I never thought it would happen to me, but as Coach Ted says, believe.
0: Believe. believe well and you had kind of a nice tea up here yeah. so Chris you and mark on color work closely together yes, do you do. do the the color prep and everything for him as well or is it really a, a true handoff like how much do you and the colorist collaborate on Ted
1: it's become remarkably very cohesive um, here just like in the last little bit so uh, the industry's sort of Merging in the post-production, well, in the finishing world, I would say, where uh, Mark will gra- will color the show, but when all the visual effects come in, I I basically apply all his grades to all the different iteration, different iterations of the visual effects, and um, like with the complex barnstorm, like the crowd extension stuff, I actually like, for example, in a, in any given stadium scene, there might be seven or eight mat layers right? Because they're very complex. So I'm, I'm prepping all of this wow. and kind of digging into it. So aside from just assembling the show, like what you give us, I'm digging pretty deeply into the color side of it. Uh, online and coloring are kind of merging. It's kind of becoming interesting. It's fun for me because it's new things to learn and, and yeah. new ventures to take on. So it's actually, yeah, it's, um, they're very, very tight. I mean, we work very closely all day, every day.
0: So the last question I will ask you then, AJ, same thing, is how involved do you get to be in color?
2: Um, we give notes on it. Um, definitely we watch the the passes that you're giving, and so sorry for giving you all those notes. But, <laughs> but, you know, I will give a little bit of notes, you know, on things. Like, if, you know, if the if certain – we had a lot of weather this season, a lot of yes. snow, a lot of rain. So
0: much snow. Yeah,
2: I know. Oh, goodness. Jamie Tark so came back in a blizzard. In a blizzard. <laughs> so we'll give notes. A lot on that as as we go through, but honestly, you do such an amazing job that it looks. I mean, and when I watch it at home on Apple TV, because I see the proper transmission, it's like I get to watch the show really for the first time. Because we're watching it in um, files that you send online, but to see it online, to see it in 4K, it's just yeah. magical. Yeah. So uh, you well, do an amazing job.
0: Chris, AJ, thank you so much thank for taking you so much, Nancy, joining for us this. on the pitch, on the
2: pitch, and on the pitch.
0: Here's to Go Richmond. Three. Proud of you guys, yeah. bravo, well done. Thank you so much. Collect your Thank army you. man,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. enjoy the barbecue. Thank,
1: Thank you, you guys.
0: I'm no worried
3: I'm going to fall
0: over, but I don't... No, these are, these are pretty are How sturdy. you doing, Nancy?
3: Like, how's this up? Uh, no, little... I think this
0: is fantastic. Hi. Declan. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being here. I'm
3: so totally delighted to be here, and, 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 and thank you for making me feel so welcome.
0: How has it been for you? Have you gotten like the, the feedback of like what you've put into the world? And can we talk about the fact, okay, I'm just a little obsessed with Make Rebecca Great Again, episode 107, that you did. Ted, it's okay. It's okay. And also Diamond Dogs 108. The Diamond Dogs have struck again. You're little pricks. Like, I don't even know where do you begin.
3: I, I don't know either. I mean, I, I auditioned <laughs> for the pilot and didn't get to do the pilot. But Jason asked me to come and do a couple of episodes, and I, in the meantime, had moved to Los Angeles. Weirdly, so I flew back to the UK in November, I think, to direct a couple of episodes, and literally got dropped into seven and eight. And there wasn't, I mean, (laughs) we had a bit of prep time, but the script was changing a lot. Really? So we were constantly in a state of flux.
0: Well, we had Bill Rubel on the drop, and he even said, he was like, oh yeah, it's always changing, and then what you guys do in post, it feels like it's a whole nother.
3: You just have to be able to be, you know, you just gotta be prepared for everything, and then be prepared for that not to work, and have something else up your sleeve.
0: Well, can you tell me, I mean, the karaoke scenes, like, that was a whole thing in and of <laughs> itself. Like, how did, number one, how do you get all of those reaction shots? How many cameras do you have? How many are you working with?
3: I think it was my fourth or fifth day on the shoot, and I picked this location that we thought was fun because of the lighting rig in the room, mm-hmm. and it was underneath, uh, beneath the Vauxhall station, so it was under the artist, under the railway artist, so it was very redlit, had a lovely atmosphere, and so... We had sent the pictures through, and I'm not sure Jason ever saw the pictures. Mm-hmm. So he turned up on the dame, and, and I took him through the room, and I said, blah, 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 here's what we're going to do this, here's what we're going to do so He said, okay, everything you're telling me makes me feel terrible. This is filling me with dread. This is not what I wanted. This is not mm-hmm. what I wrote. This is not a karaoke club. And just the floor disappeared beneath me, and I felt dreadful. But then we spent an hour with him going around and fixing it and mm-hmm. making it better and making it work.
0: Paul Cripps did a drop. We Paul's know all about okay. it and Paul is <laughs> such a lovely human. He is such a lovely Paul's human. fantastic, Because yeah. we already dove into 209 and like, okay. I mean, so God bless him for surviving.
3: And you know, Jason let himself be turned around, which was so wonderful. And then gave a stunning performance. And I could see why that day was so special to him because he had to pull something very deep Out of himself and managed to, and didn't want to be thinking about the detail. Yeah. So it was a tough day for us, but the scene is fantastic. We shot on two cameras, and I shot it multiple times. But the reactions, Hannah is a stunning singer, and those reactions are real. So when we're turning around, I've got a second camera the whole time looking at the crowd. So one camera's on Hannah, but we are reverse shooting at the same time and getting reactions. So they are real time, and everyone's so bowled over by how amazing she is as a singer. So that's all real stuff.
0: Well, and you would know because you did the Christmas episode as well. (laughs) Yes, yeah. How do you get to work with all this juiciness?
3: Well, my background was I did a lot of music TV coming to where I am now. I
0: saw that. (laughs) You do. You had like two full-on documentaries or something, didn't you? Uh,
3: Yeah, I've done a lot of... I I came out of live multi-camera TV. I used to do a lot of concerts.
0: Yeah. Yeah well can i dig in there for one more second like how do you manage that many emotions were happening you know you've got hannah playing rebecca singing to her her goddaughter you've got jason building all of this you've got roy fucking kent singing back with it you've got keely losing her mind like where do you do you know i know jason has this wiki in his brain how do you deal with all of that information.
3: Uh, The thing is, he knows where he's coming from and what he wants from everybody. And the cast, either because he's spoken to them or because they're super clever, they already know all that shit. You know, they're coming from such an informed place. And they are, you know, we've got a great cast and they know what they're doing and he's informing all of that all the time. Mm -hmm. So we're, it's kind of a (laughs) win-win.
0: Well, but for you, especially when you have to do back-to-back episodes, so season one you did seven and eight. Do you have kind of like a continuity going on, or are you focused episode by episode? What needs to happen? Or oh, I like this <laughs> face. What did I get?
3: No, come on. We're totally focused. Believe me. It's head above water. You know, yeah. it's particularly seven and eight. But, you know, season one was a hugely ambitious season, and they were discovering things as they went. So by the time I came on board, you know, there was a an element of, Chaos perhaps. <laughs> and so trying to survive in the chaos and keep calm mm-hmm. was an important an important thing to do. A lot mm-hmm. of shows are chaotic and this show is extraordinarily ambitious in what it's trying to do. So there's bound to be chaos. And so you need to be a calm force on top of all that and keep everyone you know. Yeah. And that's what was that's what worked I think for us.
0: Speaking of chaos, you did get the premiere of season two. And you were dealing with well, Actually, let me ask you about that. How do you, do you put a foot in, there was animation, there's so much music in this show. Do you think about the VFX? Do you think about the color, any of that?
3: Look, you try to be involved in everything, but at the end of the day, this, this show is bigger than any one of us, but it's not any bigger than Jason. At the end of the day, he makes, and already informs us and allows us to make those decisions on his behalf. Uh, nothing here was beyond our scope of, of belief or imagining. Mm-hmm. And we always have his amazing guidance, you know. And plus, you guys did an amazing job on the post. So, sorry. Oh, well, thank the, you. No, but the post stuff was pretty spectacular. Oh, thank you. When you look at what we shot and what you see on screen, particularly in season two, sorry to go on about this, but the game footage, wow. I mean, that's really spectacular, isn't it's it?
0: huge. Well, I mean, you know, again, this is the rap party. We welcomed, we believe in co-opetition. There's no way that this one massive show can be done by any one post house, and so Barnstorm builds Selhurst. They do the stadium and the crowd work, yeah. whereas we handle everything else. Then, so from the boon mics and the trackers, the beauty fixes to the the you know the fact that Rebecca's office this season was blue screen, yeah. Yeah. all of that. And just how it all comes together, it's kind of that Quincy Jones quote (laughs) that Jason always uses about you got to leave room for God to walk through or whatever God means (laughs) to you. That's a great quote. I mean, that's got to be so freeing to know that there's a lot of trust there.
3: Absolutely. Honestly, the the combination of all the stuff that you guys have done is spectacular. Uh, Rebecca's office is an interesting one because, you know, I know for Post it must have been a complete pain having to put Rebecca's office together. But for us as production, it freed us up so much you know previously it was a location yeah. so the windows onto the pitch were for real yeah so once it came to three o'clock in winter time, we had to get out of there uh-huh. but in in studio time we could shoot that till seven or eight o'clock at night so the the, the benefit we've achieved schedule wise from not having to shoot Rebecca's office for real is been huge
0: That is. and huge. you cannot
3: tell the difference
0: that actually wasn't even why I realized that the switch was made because yeah. I thought it was beautiful last season, of course, being able to see. But
3: the drain on the production, if you ran over, you were fucked. If it got dark, you were really in trouble. They brought in lights of the city that, the lighting didn't match. If it was raining, the whole day was, ah! You know, mm-hmm. it was,
0: yeah. Speaking of time constraints, <laughs> even you, you got to do a lot of work with kids in the episode, like even the Christmas episode, yeah. how does that work? Like, what is it like working with the kids on the show? Uh,
3: it was pretty, the Christmas episode was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, um, I mean kids are great <laughs> they have hours there's disciplines there's, there's yeah we shot a lot of stuff that Christmas episode was a pretty crazy episode also um, culturally a lot of the stuff in the Christmas episode is alien to us Brits so yeah. things like the leg lamp didn't mean anything to us really but when well, you see the right. reference from that movie from, you from the
0: Christmas go, ah. story yeah, the Christ- which and was and filmed in Cleveland and, and,
3: yeah. <laughs> and then you realize you got to pull out in order to sew the whole thing so there's a lot of stuff that was alien to us Brits and Irish.
0: You know what? That's kind of a good lead-in. Yeah. What has been like the biggest surprise that you've been thrown, curveball that you've been thrown? To be
3: nominated for an Emmy was the biggest surprise, Cheers believe me.
0: <laughs>
3: um, I've worked with a lot of writer um, writer performers, so I understand their frustration, with the process. Yeah. And every writer performer really wants to direct it himself, but you need some other person in the middle to make it all happen otherwise you've got it of your mind and so i try to be the best person i can for him to get what he wants and i think it worked
0: i mean isn't it all just translation at the end of the day well and it is
3: but it's just like you know i can have my own ideas about how this show should be but i know his ideas are better and i know he's really worked this for well, a few that's years. quite humble. and so i'm happy to go let's give let's do your vision let's serve your vision yeah and that's why we're all here
0: well, what's been the most surprising, like, once you, s- I, well, are you watching it as it comes out? Yeah, I do. What's been kind of, like, the biggest? The game, well, the games have looked spectacular.
3: The game footage has looked spectacular. I haven't seen any of that shit. So, seeing that every Friday night, going, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you, do you see any of the pre that we do? I see
3: a bit of it. When we're shooting, we do we, we preview stuff with um, yep. Kip, and uh, we, Kip. we see mm-hmm. that stuff but the previous stuff is so <laughs> so weird in isn't the it? isn't but it it's useful to see the angles but also um having pedro second unit direct all the football stuff this time and the steel and, he and, work and uh, yeah it's he's made such a difference and he's huge. elevated completely but then the post production has echoed that and honored his mm-hmm. commitment
0: well i'm just going to say i know the person who does the production of the pre-visualization uh, is she
3: coming here now or?
0: I she was somewhere here on the pitch earlier I'm not quite certain but you know I've heard I've heard okay things I've heard okay things and it's so fun because even editorial gets to work with it and so not mm. only is it a benefit on the production side of things but the editors are then working with it mm. and uh, you know again poor Earl uh, we we yeah. had to previs Earl's demise um, we wanted to make sure that uh, it, there was margin to say that it was just a stunt bump day. It's just a stunt bump day. He's fine. He's got a whole family. He's fine. <laughs> uh, the, ha- the
3: killing the dog's always been a contentious thing. It's difficult, particularly in Britain because, well, here it's the same. I guess people oh, love yeah. the dogs. No, it,
0: it, yeah, losing a dog, I don't think anybody's no. really on board but with it. But I them.
3: love the way it pays off in episode 12.
0: I know, being on the <clears> boot. <throat> I love the
3: helmet on the. <laughs> Wait,
0: tell me the helmet. Did I not pick so up
3: on, on something? So, on the cutaway of the dog, the tiny doggy, uh, there's a tiny uh, crash helmet on his head. No. Sometimes I wish these things were held a fraction longer.
0: Oh, back, I saw the again. crash helmet, but I didn't even put two and two together. That's
3: what's that. You
0: heard it here, <laughs> folks. Oh, that makes me so happy. So, what are you looking forward to in season three? Do you even know what to look forward to yet?
3: Uh, so episode one and episode two are going to be superb because I think I'm going to be directing them. Oh! After that, it's going to be probably even better.
0: How much of the pre-production are you involved with? Like, are you working with Paul Cripps and, like, are you setting looks or how does that uh, work Absolutely.
3: But on season two, because I was a producing director, I was involved early on with Paul. The thing is, in season one, it established so much of the look. Yeah. We, ti- we, we, we changed a few tiny things color-wise, but the paint in the dressing room, funnily enough, for season uh, two. I'm going to get Mark Wilkins Very in tiny. here now. Don't get him involved. But <laughs> um, I think, you know, what's working is working. Let's just keep things the same way.
0: Well, I mean, you guys are already practically, like, you're 48 minutes in some cases. Like, how does that change for you? Do you go in expecting, like, 32 minutes, and then you wind up here at 48?
3: Well, you still got the same amount of time to shoot it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so,
3: so, there's, a, there's a right length of time for these shows.
0: Yeah. When do you stop tinkering? When do you, or do you...
3: We don't get the tinker. I get two goals at the edit, and then it's over <laughs> to <the> bed) <bill. laughs> Uh, there's a limit of our tinkering. Do
0: you get any... in? I mean, I know how no, many... No, we do.
3: We get two goals, and after that, you got you got to let go, because otherwise it would just become an endless battle of yeah. opinions.
0: But can I ask you, music. My God, oh how God. many battles. There's so many people in love with music on this show. I
3: know, but also, you know, Bill's wife.
0: Krista uh, Miller. Christa I'm only going to ask uh, 400, 3,092 times more. She is, I want to talk to that lady. a lot of fantastic
3: tunes in there, and I know someone that comes from... Jason, some constable, but at the end of the day, the sound bed of this show, the music bed is stunning.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Declan, thank you so much for joining me on awesome. the pitch. Did you get some desserts?
3: No, yes. <laughs> I got the <laughs> pitch, whatever that thing is called. Chewing pitch. Oh, you,
0: you know what? This has been the drop at DFT with Declan Lowney.
3: Nice to see you all.
0: We'll see you again real soon. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's a wrap on season two of The Drop It DFT and our deep dive on Ted Lasso. We hope you'll stick with us for season three and our geniuses season as we take closer looks into color, restoration, cybersecurity and post-production in a pandemic. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you again real soon right here on The Drop.